What's up? What's up? Wes Mitchell, Chris Clark, Gamecock Central Live. What a roller coaster of a day yesterday for South Carolina fans, Chris. And today, I don't know if you saw when I when I posted it, but we have dubbed this the Gunner Stockton episode. I did. And um, we'll primarily just be talking about that. Obviously, on our lives, we jump around, talk about a lot of different things. And uh, this this will be the Gunner Stockton episode. And um, sort of everything the Gunner Stockton commitment means, obviously not just talking about him as a player, but we're going to talk about how there are some very big implications of adding someone like Gunner Stockton to South Carolina's recruiting class. So um, if you're watching this live on Facebook or on Twitter, that's fine. I personally think if you shoot on over to YouTube and subscribe to us there, that's probably the best feed, the best stream. But, you know, wherever you're comfortable with, that's cool. We appreciate you joining in. I see we got a couple of comments already. And also, if um, if you're listening on the podcast, which we are sending this out as audio, so some of you will be able to hear this on the podcast right now, I would also very strongly encourage you to go hit us on YouTube and follow us on there so that you can see the video that goes along with it because those of you who are actually watching right now are going to be able to watch a little bit of Gunnar Stockton's highlights because I um, want to be able to show you that and talk about it a little bit as well because this dude is legit. Um, first of all, I want to say welcome, if you're still on there, to Chris Mann. Uh, Chris here says that he is a brand-new Gamecock fan and um, is excited, <laughs> Chris Clark, because of uh, a couple of really good Gamecocks. And and I would say, man, if, if – if those were the first two ever Gamecocks you watched, you started out in a, in a pretty good spot. Uh, Chris, uh, as y'all can see here, um, is a 49ers fan who just is being knighted a Gamecock fan today because of Debo and Javon Kinlaw. I know you haven't had a chance to see Kinlaw yet, Chris, but um, you, you're going to like what your, your guys got in, in Javon Kinlaw. So welcome, and of course, uh, check us out on GamecockCentral.com to uh, – read about the rest of the team and, and what's coming up next, maybe some future 49er draft picks. But, okay, so here we are. We are live, GamecockCentral.com. Here's Chris Clark. I'm Wes Mitchell. Chris, the commitment of Gunnar Stockton, right now the the, uh, the number two quarterback in the country on Rivals.com, number 28 overall prospect on Rivals.com. Um, what? Let, let's go sort of uh, – Start out broad, and then we'll sort of come on down. What were your initial thoughts with the commitment Thursday night from Gunnar Stockton? So sometimes commitments are scheduled. Sometimes they come out of nowhere. Sometimes you're sort of expecting it but not sure when. And I, I think his commitment fell into that category, right? We we had been – he was obviously publicly down to Georgia and South Carolina – and for what we both heard, man, it, we felt pretty good, right, about where, you know, South Carolina stood. And it seemed like that he was sort of moving closer to wanting to make a public decision. You know, that Gunner's not a kid that was going to waste time. He, he didn't waste any college's time. He cut his list down publicly to Georgia and South Carolina. And, Wes, something you've said, your understanding is that he, you know, called up the other schools and said, you know, thanks for recruiting me, but here's what I'm doing. And uh, it just got to a point where he was just 
down to those two and he became comfortable with the idea of going to South Carolina. That's what he wanted to do. And so he looked at it and said, why waste any more time? You know, he's only going into his junior year as opposed to his senior year. But he looked at it and said, we'll get this out of the way. I don't really like recruiting that much. I'm not that big on the, the hype that comes with it or just the process in general. So I know what I want to do. Let's do it. And obviously, I think it was easier for him to do that because of the built-in uh, relationships that he has with South Carolina. When you look at his relationship with Mike Bobo, Mike's dad, George, taught Gunner to throw a football, apparently did a good job of it. Uh, Connor Shaw is a guy that Gunner grew up really seeing as his role model. He's coached by Connor's brother, J-Bo, at Raven County. So lots of ties there. And then Gunner really loved Will Muschamp, you know, his energy and what he's all about, how the players respond to him. That's something that Gunner's mentioned. And so uh, he got to a point where he was just ready. And so no doubt a huge commitment in terms of timing and perception and just the player, you know, that South Carolina is getting. I think it's, it's a big commitment for them. Yeah, so – Obviously, it comes down yesterday, huge news. And like you said, man, I think this is a kid who – and not not that there's anything wrong with sort of the other side, the, the kids that enjoy the recruiting process. Um, you know, if I it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. If I had the chance to enjoy it, who's a set – you know, I might enjoy the process, so to speak, as well. But, you know, the fact – one thing we mentioned when it was down to two – Sometimes kids come out with like a top five, Chris, and it's like, and eh, it's a top five, but it's just, it's a rotating top five. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his top two, South Carolina, Georgia, was a true final two, as mm-hmm. in like he called everybody else, thank you, but no thanks. And uh, I know there were some major schools. You know, North Carolina has recruited as well as anybody in the Southeast the last year or so. That was a, a call that I think I, I was told was particularly difficult for him to make. Um, Ohio State all over the kid, and with what Ryan Day is doing to continue that program up there, um, you know, clearly one of your top four or so programs in the country. And, you know, we all know what Georgia means to Georgia kids and, and the power of a Georgia offer in that state. And, you know, Chris, to, it, it was really one of these things where, he, he really could have had a hundred offers if he wanted them, you know, like he could have, he could have had like, he could have had 50 offers easily. I, I don't even know what the actual offer count was because he was so highly recruited so fast that there was a time about a month ago where, and see, he, he's at the age where college coaches can't call him yet, but they can, they can get in touch with him and say, Hey, call us. And right now everybody is doing this zoom stuff. So, man, if you're a kid who just loves – and he does love football. It's not that he doesn't love football. It's that he doesn't love recruiting. If if you're Gunnar Stockton and you don't like the recruiting process, man, and you just want to play football and go fishing, which apparently is something he's he's big into, you know, small town, mountain area, I think, you love those things. And these college coaches – like, I'm sure it's it's really a compliment – that the head coach of Ohio State wants to get on Zoom with you for for 30 minutes, then Mac Brown wants to get on with you for an hour, and then Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo. But, dude, if if you have six coaches wanting to do a Zoom call with you in a day, that that quickly becomes a pain. So, 
I, I really just appreciate the approach of Gunnar Stockton. I think that was in line. Even his announcement, we saw that he, you know, he had some relationships with some of the guys that were recruiting media guys in Georgia. But even his announcement, even though, like you said, we were sort of following it, trying to anticipate it, he didn't really even tell anyone other than obviously, I guess, probably South Carolina staff. Hey, I'm I'm about to go. A lot sometimes kids, you know, will give give the media the heads up. Hey, be ready. I'm about to commit. He he just did his thing. There wasn't a whole. I mean, it was his graphic. It was I'm committed. Done over. Let's get back to football and fishing. So I I think this fits in line. He's he's very much mature beyond his years from everything you hear. You know, you, you look at – I always look at the reaction from people in the area after a kid commits. Very clear that this guy has some some pull, some pache in, in that area. And, dude, he already has 77 touchdowns after he, – he's a rising junior, and he has 77 touchdowns. So talk about being just on the forefront and being a known – public figure in your local area at such a young age like that that's a lot and this kid seems to handle it all yeah and I talked to Jaybo Shaw uh last night and Jaybo was actually uh with Gunner and and Gunner's family as they were reading you know putting out the social media post and um you know it, it was <laughs> Jaybo told me that he laughed because uh, I actually sent him a message. I sent Jaybo a message, and he told me later. He's like, "We were sitting there about to put the announcement out, and you sent me a message." So we were laughing about it and talking about how it was meant to be and everything. And uh, you know, he gave me some great thoughts. We got a full piece interview up with him on GamecockCentral.com right now. If you're not a member, sixty day free trial. Links in there. Just go to our front page. But just to drop a little bit of what he talked about, you know, he talked about just how proud he was of Gunner. Um, Jaybo said, look, Jaybo again, Connor Shaw's brother, um, and took over the program from Lee Shaw uh, last year, who was uh, obviously their father. He said, look, I've known Gunner since he couldn't walk, you know, and so he was he was just really proud of him, how he handled it. He said, you know, this is a guy that he's done a lot, but when you watch him work out in the weight room, when you watch him on the field interacting with people, you can't you can't tell any difference you know you can't tell he's one of the most highly recruited guys in the country he just works works his tail off and he's also really talented so he did he handled it really well um you know i think it was it was a situation where he was just again really comfortable you know with south carolina and he was he was just ready to do it man and i think that's what it came down to yeah so i you know i, I think the the big picture implications here are obviously massive, Chris. And but also just the implications of the player alone. We're going to talk about how when you get a quarterback early in a class, how it can sort of expand out and, and help you. But just let, let's start with the player, Gunnar Stockton himself, what he brings to the program, why he's so highly recruited at this point in his career. And like I, I think I, I told those of you who have been following us all summer, we are on some, a little bit of a new system than what we started with, but I think I should be able to pull up his uh, stuff where y'all can see it as well, if y'all will hang with me. 
Can you see that, Chris? Um, all right. Yes, yeah, so you, you got that on your screen, Chris? Yeah. I'm, I think our biggest question is whether or not it's going to be a little bit jumpy at times, but I think it's, I think it's pretty good so far. Okay, so – all right, it, and I will post this full video, the full highlight clip on Gamecock Central – It'll be free. You can see the whole thing. So if this is a little bit jumpy for you, um, we'll, we'll get that later on. And because some people are just hearing audio right now, let, let's start with the obvious physical traits that you see here, Chris. Strong arm, can run. I mean, a touchdown scoring machine <laughs> yeah. has some toughness about him. Pretty quick release. Um I even saw somewhere the word creativity sort of thrown in there as well. He's just got sort of a knack for, for making stuff happen. Deli- I mean, delivers an absolute strike with guys around him, guys underneath his feet, you know, just sort of moving around in the pocket, giving himself a little bit of extra time. Um, just it, it's hard. You know, you look at this film, the way the ball comes out, it's hard to really find, Chris, any – negatives about him as a player you know it seems like when you look at a quarterback you'll sort of say oh he can do this he can do that but you know needs to improve this when you just look at this kid again this is sophomore film that it's hard to even pick it apart because he does so many things well yeah I think the one knock that people look at is they look and and they say well he's a little on the shorter side you know average height that's really about it (laughs) you know and and you really we know in today's game that that's not a prerequisite for success, really. You know, you really don't have to be that. And when you look at particularly the way he can navigate the pocket, move around, and like you said, you know, you mentioned the creativity, you know, the height doesn't really hinder him as much. But, um, you know, I one, one thing that – one comparison that's been brought up is to Connor Shaw in just in terms of, like, style of play – and I even asked Jabo about that. I'm like, look, it's your brother. You know, you're pretty familiar with him. And you coach Gunner. Like, is it a good comparison? And he said, yeah, it really was. You know, but he, here's what he mentioned. Because I, I mentioned this on the Insiders Forum the other day when people were asking me for, like, a player-style comp. And I mentioned Connor. And this is – boy, this almost puts too much pressure on Gunner. But I said this is he's, – he's a more talented Connor Shaw, right? Like, when you look at the tools, he's not as fast as Connor. He's not as dynamic running in terms of pure speed. But Jabo said, look, Connor will tell you these same things. He said Gunner's arm strength, you know, is more advanced, you know, at the same stage. Um, this is a kid that as a freshman at a camp threw the ball 60-something yards in the air. You know, <laughs> as a freshman in the playoffs, quarterfinals, you know, he couldn't even drive to school and he threw for 300 yards and rushed for 200 in a game in the playoffs, you know. So, like, the tools were there early and developed, and he sort of just has the, that God-given ability. Um, but he's also, you know, very instinctual. He can run, um, as, as the film shows. He's not going to blow you away with speed, but he's just, you know, he's just crafty. And he's also – he's 220 pounds now, you know, so he's a guy that's got yeah. some – yeah, he weighed in at 220 yesterday, so he's got some bulk on him. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, just in terms of the physical tools, man, he's really intriguing. He's also got the mental makeup that you look for in a quarterback. Yeah. yeah um, um, so, Chad, Chad, 
Chris, Chris uh, if, if Chad does something, I take it as, uh, you know, as gold. And as far as guys in Georgia, Chad does, covers Georgia high school recruiting as well as anybody. And when he talks so highly about this kid, and he uses the word advanced, and I, I think that's really a, a great way to, to describe him because there's a lot of quarterbacks that can deliver the football at this age. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have the physical skill set, the physical ability to go sling the football around. It's the it's the processing power, really, to be able to process all this information at once and understand what you're trying to do offensively. And then the next step is understand what you're trying to do offensively within the context of what the defense is trying to do to you and then process it in a second and a half. And then, oh, by the way, you also – you go back to the first point, you have the physical ability to actually do something about it. Like it's one thing to be able to just throw the football. It's another thing to be able to know mentally where the ball goes. It's something completely different at this age to be able to turn around and put it all together. And then, oh, by the way, if everything else breaks down, I have the speed to extend a play, or I'm big enough to run you over as well. Um, It's just you always look at sort of the complete picture of a guy, and when you look at the complete picture with this kid, it's easy to see why he's the number two quarterback um, in the country. And I I see one of the comments asking, yes, if you are able to watch this right now, the number 14, a big reason for that number is because Connor Shaw and number 14 at at South Carolina. So, um, you know, just it it made way too much sense here for, for, I think, a lot of reasons as far as him choosing South Carolina. But if you just really break down why he's the number two quarterback and I think has a great shot at five stars on rivals, it's uh, it's easy to see when you watch the film. And Chris, I hesitated to bring this up, but I do think it's kind of a fun point. Somebody on Twitter asked me, do you think he has a chance to to get Trevor Lawrence's record for touchdowns in Georgia? And I have not looked at this myself. Do you, do you know the number off the top of your head, Chris? Oh, it's a whole bunch. I can't remember the, the number, though. Um, but I do have a, a somewhat interesting stat on that. Um, although I don't I don't know the number. Like the, You talking about the final Trevor Lawrence number of what he finished with? Yeah, I think it's 166. That, that's sort of what came to my mind, but I didn't know if I was completely and utterly making that up. So, yeah, I, I think it's 166. So, you know, if you, you got to figure, Chris, he's at 77 right now, two seasons in. You got two things at play here. Freshman year, I'm sure he was just trying to figure things out, right? He's going to be a better player as a senior than he ever was as a freshman. Um, you got You got to stay healthy obviously throughout your career to be able to to hit on a number like that. And here's the other thing. Are you are you blowing teams out to the point that you can't put up numbers at the end? So that that that's a factor as well. But so it's hard to sit here. Um all right, we we've got somebody uh 
with uh, an answer here on YouTube. They said 161 for passing touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. So I would actually dare say, Chris, if some if some variables outside of his control go his way, he's probably got a shot at it. Yeah. Well, so two things here. Number one, real quick before I forget, to go back to the number 14 thing, Gunner's dad actually wore number 14 as well at Georgia Southern. Okay. So that's another, it's another aspect, but I think there's ties in with Connor Shaw on all that as well. And I think I think J-Bo, you remember J-Bo, didn't he end up at Georgia Southern as well? And I think he wore 14 because of Rob Stott and Gunner's father, I think. Okay. Um, I remember hearing that. But – so this is information that uh, Jeff Centel dug up from. He's a reporter for Dog Nation. He had a table at one point in a story he did on Gunner. So Trevor Lawrence through his first two seasons, twenty nine games, six thousand seven hundred eight yards, sixty nine touchdowns. That was through his first two seasons. Gunner's first two seasons, twenty six games, so three less, little less yardage, only. 6,390 yards, but 77 touchdowns. So he's actually outpacing Trevor right now in terms of touchdowns, not for yards. Um, so he'll have a chance. I mean, he'll have a chance to get there. Um, whether or not he does, I don't know. But he's going to put up numbers either way, you know. Yeah, so good good stuff. And, and we're not saying he's going to be Trevor. Right. Right. But, right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it's a valid conversation and a valid point and and kind of fun to see if if it happens honestly and Chris I immediately I already sort of had it on my list but I immediately pulled up the schedule and was like when can I get up there and watch this kid play and week two he's actually playing against uh, Brock Vandegrift's team yes here is the Georgia 2021 quarterback commitment so. Uh, depending on how many, I mean, in a, any in a normal year, that place would be packed for something like that. I don't know what Georgia's rules are going to be for high school football, but that would be a fun game to get to if we can make it happen. So, all right, Chris, um, let's move on a bit more. I, I think we hit on him as a player. Let's move on a bit more to sort of the conversation for what this means as far as big picture – recruiting what you know what what it could mean for this class because I think it's worth pointing out here we are it's August 21st 2020 obviously we're hoping 2021 gets here pretty soon to be honest with you but um, that's a in a big picture not even a football context but okay first commitment for 2022 just with that one commit Chris South Carolina is 11th in the country for the 2022 rankings on rivals, right? So if you sort of look at building a class, the absolute best place you could ever start would be with an early quarterback commit, and you get this guy in first. And I I think he's not going to be a rah-rah Twitter talking about recruiting guy that's going to just, you know, be all over social media. But I think as far as personality, being someone kids want to play with, you've already got some stuff up on Gamecock Central. This is huge, both in a specific case of him going out and, you know, telling some receivers, hey, I need somebody to throw to. Hey, I need somebody to hand the ball to. But then also it just allows the coaching staff, Chris, 
to sort of say, hey, come play with this guy who is an absolute phenom. And, Chris, I've, I've heard there's already movement, and you talked to some guys yesterday, there's already movement of prospects reaching out to South Carolina, sort of asking about Gunnar Stockton and saying, you know, can I, can I, I don't, I don't want to say can I get in the boat, but I, I think the interest is peaked because, because of this. And you talked to some guys, and I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but what, what's your impression on what this could mean for South Carolina? Unless, for, for those who don't really follow recruiting a ton, that doesn't mean like a five, you know, five, 10 guys are going to jump in the boat like this month. It's, it's a long-term process still, but it opens the door, Chris. And I, I think you sort of – let's fast forward, get through 2020, get the recruiting process back on, like, its normal grounds. I think this gets the kids on your campus, you know, because hopefully by next year recruiting rules will be back normal. You can actually get guys in. And that's when the the brand new football facility, everything South Carolina has going for it on campus, that's when those things can pay off. The key for South Carolina, as we've seen, has been to get the big time guys on campus. I think Gunnar Stockton, if you really want to get down into the details, get the kids on campus for you, and then that's what gives you a shot. Yeah, it's a great point. Um, you know, a lot of people, a little bit of a tangent here, but, you know, a lot of people – have mentioned, okay, the the facility, you know, the new football operations center, it was built as a game changer, all this. I, I don't really know. I don't see. And what, what was meant by that is it's a game changer for the players, no doubt, but also for prospects in that that doesn't mean you're going to have 15 five-stars jump in because you built a new building. But it's a way to get guys on campus. And we did see the best class, we think, that Muschamp assigned last year, 2020, two five-stars, um, Marshawn Lloyd, for example, was a guy that one of the ways they could get him to campus, hey, man, you need to come check this out. Look at this new stuff we got. He came to campus. Then they got him back again. They eventually signed him. You know, so it does pay off um, in that aspect. And so same thing with Gunner. It, it, it can be a reason for them, you know, even if it's not, hey, I'd like to play with that guy or I know that guy and, and I have a relationship with him and I, I just open my eyes more to South Carolina. Even some prospects, man, they just look at it and they say, wow, Gunnar Stockton, dude's a high four-star. He's got all these offers. He made this early commitment, number one. And number two, he made it to South Carolina and Georgia wanted him. I wonder why he did that. And so it does open up their mind a little bit. And then maybe that's the way you can, you know, open that door a little bit, get him on campus, like you said, and then try to impress him from there. I talked to a prospect last night, an offensive lineman from down in South Florida, who said, you know, yeah, I, I saw the commitment. I think he'd seen it on Instagram. He's like, I need to talk to him. I'd like to sort of pick his brain about why he chose South Carolina. And so these things definitely, you know, they can make an impact on kids. And like you said, man, there, there's some others that, I mean, you've heard some stuff about prospects reaching out. I talked to a couple others. You know, one of them was Adam Randall from Myrtle Beach, who had some really interesting things to say about the possibility of playing with Gunnar Stockton, you know, in the 2022 class, he's in that same class. So it's something that, um, you know, so he already talks to some prospects, already has some relationships. And so there, there's some intrigue now uh, for certain guys. Yeah. And I, I think Chris, um, you met, you mentioned Adam Randall. That's the guy. And I, I think for, for some kids to me, there's sort of, you can almost put it in categories right now for, for some guys, it's going to be, 
well, this maybe can help push South Carolina over the top. And I, I think Adam Randall is someone in South Carolina, I already feel like they already had a pretty good shot at him. Like they were already firmly in the game with them. I, my guess would maybe be South Carolina and North Carolina, I think would maybe be their biggest competition right now with yep. J.J. Jones being there, Mac Brown doing a good job in state. I've heard of some North Carolina buzz, maybe a Tennessee, but he falls in the category of this is this is another sort of feather in your cap, I think. Um, then there'll be other guys that will fall in that first category I talked about of maybe you weren't in great shape yet, but it just gets you in the door. It opens the door. It gives you a chance. So, you know, I, I'm going to be very curious to see how this sort of plays out with this class because it is still early. Maybe it even gives you some some buzz in state with some other kids as well. I know Gunner's a Georgia guy, but this is a strong 2022 class in the state of South Carolina. One thing we have seen, Chris, is that when you start building a strong class, especially in the days of social media, other kids take notice of that. I, I personally believe recruiting momentum is a real thing. And we, we saw Tennessee early on with this 2021 class sort of just ride the recruiting momentum into going ahead and sort of locking in, for the most part, a, a really strong class. We'll see if they, you know, how many guys they hold on to. But still, point being, when kids see other kids committing, that, that it piques their interest. And, and kids these days, man, I mean, this, this is the day of the of super teams in the NBA – of follow the superstar of you, you can go from being an afterthought to being the coolest kid at recess in a day, you know, don't, yeah. don't you feel like that's like, if, if you get rolling, if, if they can get another guy, frankly, with a bunch of stars by his name to hop in alongside Gunnar Stockton, then it, it just sort of builds on itself. So I think in a down the line sort of way, it helps them with this in-state class as well. Even, you know, not, not even talking about necessarily the receivers, it, it sort of can even bleed over onto the defensive side just because the defensive guys are going to say, hey, they, they're getting players on offense. They're obviously going to need some defensive players as well. So I think it's kind of a thing where it can very – it can be like – with some kids, it'll be a very, like, direct impact. With other kids, it's going to be more of an indirect but still a positive impact for South Carolina. Yeah, and what you mentioned about sort of that indirect, like, prospects taking notice and joining, I mean, look, honestly, the proof's in the pudding. That That's the reason that, for the most part, the same teams are in the top five, ten of the recruiting rankings every year, right? And it's a little more complex than just who's jumping in. I mean, a lot of those programs have a lot of tradition or they've been winning lately. But prospects – you know, playing for a winning program with name recognition is something that's hard to overcome. And that's something that South Carolina is always battling. And so it's very noteworthy when they, you know, last year's class, when they pulled Marshawn Lloyd out of Maryland, when they land Jordan Birch, who's a big time in-state kid, who's a five-star, you know, those things are noteworthy and it's things that you have to continue to build on. Um, so yeah, that when you get highly rated guys for South Carolina, they're, they're in a different place than, you know, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, places like this, or even a program that had sort of that meteoric rise like Clemson, 
um, you, you, you're in a different spot. And so it's about sort of building, continuing to try to build. Now, obviously last year didn't go like they wanted, but they got to try to right the ship and then they have to continue recruiting. And so putting a piece in place like Gunnar Stockton, and even if you go back to the 2020 class with Birch and Lloyd, it sort of shows people like these guys are stepping out on a limb. Maybe they're going to try to do something new. That's where you got to get first if you're South Carolina, and that's a big part of the recruiting pitch. Yeah, and uh, we're going to hit on this question here for a, in a second. But one one point that was brought up to me, Chris, as well, is that if you look nationally, um, you have all right. What what's the kid that's that's going to Texas? The other quarterback, um, Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Yes. Yeah, so basically, those th- those are the two guys I would say right now at least as far as rivals belief that are in the running for the number one quarterback spot. Right. Um, so he, he's committed already, but other than these two guys, and that's, that's not even South Carolina's territory. So right. most of the time, you know, point being in the Southeast for 2022, not only is Gunnar Stockton the biggest name, he's also one of the few early big name quarterbacks to go ahead and say, I'm going to my school. I'm going to South Carolina and let's start building this class. So I think there, there are some advantages to that is sort of being first and being able to go ahead and, and have that position and have that spot locked in. And one thing I've seen, um, you know, sort of put out there is that this isn't a kid that is going to be wavering back and forth. Yes. It's a very early commitment. We all know that it's a verbal commitment. Um, but not just not the personality, Chris, of a, of someone who's going to be looking around and trying to take a bunch of other visits and yeah. again wasting anyone's time because I think I think he probably saw the recruiting process as wasting his own time to an extent. You know, I think he knew he knew what South Carolina was about. He knew what Georgia was about. He probably wanted to make sure he was making the right decision between those two. But I think the other stuff was kind of um, just very overwhelming for him. So he's not someone that's going to be wavering and, and bouncing around and, and stuff like that. So uh, worth pointing that out. Let's see. I think there is, is there anything else we need to hit here, man? Is there any other guys that, you know, specifically you want to mention or um, I know we've hit a lot of things on Gunner. I'm trying to think if we have anything else we need to hit. God, did you want to hit that question or did you say, or you mean before we move on? To oh the yeah. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. So, Big picture, state of the quarterback room yep. as it currently sits and the incoming commitment of Colton Gothier. You know, I, I think it's a good question, and I think worth pointing out that they are building a big-time programs QB room, right? Like, if you look at roster construction, um, that that's how a big-time programs quarterback room is supposed to look, right? I mean, you – you, you, Frank, you know, you stack talent and are you going to ultimately, if you're, I would say this, Chris, if you are recruiting well at quarterback, you're going to have people transfer out. Yep. I think if you don't have any quarterbacks transferring out, that's actually probably a sign that you're not recruiting very well. <laughs> probably so. In, yeah. in a backwards way, right? Like, yeah. no, you're right. Like we, we've right. talked about it. Quarterback is not, it's not like wide receiver where three three get in most modern day offenses you have three starters 
offensive line, you have five starters. You know, you play two, maybe even a third running back. Quarterback, you're you're the guy or you're not. And, you know, I, I think ultimately you're going to have guys transfer out if you're recruiting well at the quarterback position. But if you're looking at this from a South Carolina perspective, being able to just stack, frankly, four or, like I said, you it, it kind of bothers me that Rivals isn't quite on the five-star train yet with Gunnar Stockton just because when we say if, if we say four-star Gunnar Stockton, there will be someone who comments and says, he's a five-star. Oh, I got something on that, West though, not to interrupt you. What you got? I got so I, I dug into that this morning. Rivals actually has him ranked higher than – you, you know, I guess the the twenty four seven sports is what's what's being referenced as the five star. That's like their composite ranking, and he's actually like rivals has him ranked higher. Okay, so you add them together, okay? Because he's rivals, I think, and I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think rivals has a number twenty eight in the country, which is extremely close to a five star. In some in some classes, is a five star. Sometimes, I think like in the twenty twenty class, they're like thirty five stars or somewhere around there. 247, he's number 34. So Rivals has him ranked higher. The issue is when you combine the rankings together, he's at the certain threshold in the composite ranking that would push him to a five-star. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So just worth worth noting. Worth yeah. noting. Yeah. So. I did, I know some people look just at, hey, is he a four-star? Is he a five-star? Yes. I, I wish I could accurately already just say five-star <laughs> yeah. because right. I can promise you, for South Carolina and for what he means and for everything, there's never been – there's been very few guys that were more deserving of having five stars by their name right. for South Carolina. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. You're right. Big time. So, yeah. anyway, we we can officially make him a Gamecock Central five-star, which is what okay. we do when we just want to appease the people and uh, <laughs> keep everybody happy. Um, did have a question – there are possible five-star wideout out there we may be looking at. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there's there's guys. I don't, I don't know. You know, Adam Randall, I think, is probably – if I'm just ranking him as probably a four-star caliber guy, you look uh, look over in the state of North Carolina, um, Shalik Knotts is someone that I, I think you want to pay attention to that will be a major target for South Carolina. Um, Chris, why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. Yeah, you got to look in place. Um Sorry, <laughs> but, uh, but I was like, did I say a name wrong? But if you if you go, all right. So going back to the quarterback room thing, I mean, I, I don't think this affects. I mean, you spent some time with Colton Gothier a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the two of them are actually buddies. Um, you know, I, I mean, he he knew South Carolina had a good shot at Gunnar Stockton. I don't think it's if you're asking as far as how it affects his recruitment. I think these guys know, man. Like they know. You know, Luke, Luke Doty knew he's coming in to, to compete. Ryan Holinsky knew he's coming in to compete. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of – if you're a quarterback, you know they're going to take another quarterback pretty much every class, right? I, but I, I do think it speaks to South Carolina's recruiting efforts to be able to say – I mean, we're talking about – let's go back. What, Ryan Holinsky, 2019 class. Four-star guy, Luke Doty, 
2020 class, four-star guy. Colton Gothier, Rivals.com, four-star guy. Now, you know, you look at Gunnar Stockton, high four, great shot at five-star status, and they have recruited that position as well as any position and as well as I've ever seen them recruit the quarterback position. So that that says something about the foundation of your program. But I, I think, you know, Luke Doty doesn't care about that. He's come in to compete. I don't think Colton Gothier is worried about that either. He's there to compete. So that's yeah. just sort of how it is with the quarterback position. But I do think, Chris, as, as we close it out, I think worth noting, so Mike Bobo and George Bobo, his father, as you said, that relationship very much put South Carolina in a great spot here. The relationship with the Shaws, very much huge factor, put South Carolina in a great shot spot here. They did a great job. I imagine, Chris, this is recruitment where you had to almost dial it back a little bit. Sometimes yeah. less is more. Right. You don't want to blow a kid up, right? Yep. I think, and this is coming from Gunner's quotes, before he committed but after he cut it down to two when he was talking about both schools. I think the key lasting thing to say here and to make sure we point out here is his comments on Will Muschamp. And I don't think this kid is committed if he didn't come in, watch South, South Carolina practice, and he talked about uh, Chad Simmons did a really good video with Gunner, and he talked about how he was at practice and Gunner or Muschamp was just fiery, yelling at people, like fired up the champ we sometimes see on the sidelines. And then he sat down with him, and he was the most down-to-earth, genuine dude. And I think just him seeing, hey, this is a guy who can push me on the field, which is what he wants, but then is you know calm and genuine and someone I can talk to off the field, a player's coach off the field, I think that is what ultimately – help push South Carolina over the top combined with that other stuff. And Chris, I don't think Gunnar Stockton is committed to South Carolina if he doesn't believe in the future and the foundation that Will Muschamp is trying to build. So when the fan base gets upset, obviously nobody is happy with the way the season went last year. But here you have a kid who could have gone anywhere. It would have been very, very easy to say, oh, Kirby Smart's won more games at Georgia. I'm a Georgia in-state kid. I'm just going to Georgia. That would have been the easy decision, right? That would have been the safe yeah. decision. But he decided, hey, I believe in these guys. I believe in Mike Bobo offensively. I believe in Will Muschamp building a program, and I'm going to roll with those guys. So I, I think that is very much worth pointing out, that here you have a kid who could go anywhere – and he believes in Will Muschamp and his ability to put together a program and win at South Carolina. And that's what you, you need a bunch of those guys to turn it around. You know, it's harder at South Carolina to get those guys a and and to stack them b to to where you can turn things around. I mean, you look back at Steve Spurrier's tenure. There are some good moments the first few years, and then there were some moments. I mean, it was just sort of sometimes it's sort of average. I know they beat Tennessee first year at Florida. They had some good moments here and there. 
beat Clemson in 2006, et cetera. But things turned around when you had Stephon Gilmore. So you know what? I know Clemson and Alabama and all these other schools are recruiting me, but I'd like to stay in the state of South Carolina and see if we can do something different. Then the next year, Marcus Lattimore. Everybody needs to be very thankful that Gilmore and Lattimore and, and Jadavion Clowney and guys like that liked South Carolina and believed in it enough to go. Now, they didn't end up winning a championship. They got the SEC's championship. They could have done more uh, collectively. I mean, not just those guys. They, they did an amazing job, obviously, and done extremely well for themselves. But that's how they built it. And so now when you're looking at, at sort of the Muschamp tenure, I don't know if it'll get there. You know, I don't know if it'll be below that, equal to that, greater than that. I'm not sure yet. Um, I do know last year went poorly. But but what you look at is, you know, can you can you raise the bar for the program? Can you improve it? And so obviously it's on field, it's recruiting, it's development, it's all these different things. But you need guys like Marshawn Lloyd and Jordan Birch. Um and Luke Doty and Alex Huntley and kids like that to say, I, I believe in this and, and then let's go out and do it. And so Gunnar Stockton's another example of that. It's a really good one. Um, and that, yeah, he had a bunch of options and he, and he chose South Carolina. And so I think you just got to keep that stability going. And, um, you know, obviously like we laid out huge commitment for perception, huge per- commitment for the type of player that you're getting, but it's something that you can continually point to and say, this is a guy that believes in you're right, man. I mean, Bobo was huge in it. Shaw was huge in it, but Muschamp also uh, big in it for sure. Yep. And uh, okay. So by the way, we're going to throughout the season, hope, you know, we're rolling towards the season. Hopefully we're getting one. Um, we're going to continue to do these videos. So, all we ask, uh, you know, we're not salesmen. All we ask is if you if you like what you hear, like what you see, come on over to GamecockCentral.com and just uh, give us a shot. We got a 60-day free trial. Uh, we're not going to hold back on the videos. We're going to say what we know, but we would like for you to see our other content and our more in-depth stuff on Gamecock Central as well. Uh, code GC60 will get you 60 days free. And we did have one other question uh, from God went to Jared's with a Z. Um did we foresee this when Bobo was hired? I, I would say, you know, not, not necessarily that South Carolina was definitely going to get him, but I remember I think the day Bobo was hired, Chris, or maybe the day after, we had put it on the message board, watch out for this kid. Um, he's a star in the making, and Bobo instantly put South Carolina in the game with him. And there was a lot of talk at the time, because you all will remember Georgia was – supposedly in the game with Mike Bobo as well. They ended up making a change at OC2. There was talk of whichever school got Mike Bobo probably was going to get Gunnar Stockton as well. So, you you know, did we foresee it? You you never know that far ahead of time, but it was something that definitely was a much stronger possibility once once that happened. And and Bobo – man, Bobo can recruit. Like, yeah, his – his, uh, I would say, stronghold on some of the just like local towns in Georgia and just his reputation there is is really, really strong. And Bobo has a strong personality. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's a guy that um, just ha- has long-standing relationships in, in the state of Georgia. So, all right, I think that's going to do it, Chris. Um, any final thoughts, final takeaways, or anything else you got to say about – Gunner Stockton in our Gunner Stockton episode. Anybody, <laughs> anybody watching 
he's caught onto the live late. Um, this will be archived as soon as we're off, so you can go back and watch them from the beginning. If you're watching on any other streaming services, check it out on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. And if you're listening on the podcast, obviously go to YouTube, subscribe, youtube.com slash Gamecock Central. Uh, Chris, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh, good conversation on Stockton. And appreciate all the uh, watchers, listeners, and all the questions. We, we really enjoy interacting with y'all guys. Um, with y'all. <laughs> guys and gals. You guys. You guys. And, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Lots of Gunner Stockton content on the site, too, if you like the written word. Um, you know, including, again, the prospect reactions that we sort of plugged earlier. We got some stuff there. We're going to keep covering it and uh, all sorts of stuff. It's, it's been a busy time, man. So uh, go check out GamecockCentral.com, 60-day free trial. We really appreciate everybody uh, listening. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We'll be back on uh, sometime soon. For Chris, I'm Wes. Uh, we'll see you then.